You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. Jesus came to Capernaum with his followers, and on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. And we are here in Galilee. And right across the lake is, on the north shore, is Capernaum. You could walk from here an hour and a half to Capernaum. It would be a brisk walk, a good walk, great exercise. And you'd walk up northward and eastward all along the lake. And part of that terrain is not so easily passable, so you'd use roads or even land roads uh, for the agriculture. So here we are in the Holy Land contemplating these mysteries. Because of the human problems uh, involved, I think we have to look at Hannah. She is this extraordinary woman who has been so inspiring that the name Anna, I'm not sure what the frequency is, it would be good to check how many people are called Anna. My mother was, my grandmother, my niece, my first cousin. Uh, so many people are called Anne. And it's a name that uh, has, has, carries that word of mercy from God. And so Hannah is praying in two different prayers. One prayer is the responsorial psalm used today is a canticle that's attributed to Hannah in the first book of Samuel in chapter 2, right after her baby is born. And here we have the first prayer that she is speaking from the deep sorrow and misery of her heart. Maybe there are some people who think you can only pray in praise. But maybe there are also other people who only pray when they're in misery. And prayer is integral to both experiences for them to be salvific, to to shape us in God's presence, to allow God to be present in the moments of misery and the moments of exaltation. God is always with us, and sometimes we're not aware of that when things are going kind of normal, we're 
disconnected. We are so busy with the activities of the day, with the people around us, with the desires we have to follow, that we want to accomplish, and we are absorbed by the daily chore and the daily difficulty. And the, one of the big blessings of troubles for a lot of people is it gets us on our knees. And here we see Hannah really pouring out her needs. Those are the words she used to uh, explain to Eli, who was critical of her, what was happening. And she was pouring out her needs. <coughs> I am an unhappy woman. I was only pouring out my troubles to the Lord. What a healthy exercise. I think it's normal that many people, and maybe all of us, that sometimes have those moments of deep interior trouble. And if we keep them cooked up inside, sometimes we're ashamed to share them with another. And that's understandable. Maybe there's, uh, and the others immediately near me might be very critical or not very receptive or not very understanding or maybe have their own troubles and are very absorbed by that. And although it's good to have people you can confide in in a healthy way, uh, it's a marvelous release for the soul to pour out our troubles before God. I often, I'm not sure if I have ever shared it here in the live streams here, but I'll never forget a moment. I was praying in the morning in Kevelair in Germany, doing my meditation. I was a guest at the retreat house at the pilgrimage site. And I was in there praying in the quiet in the corner. It's a very small little chapel. It's even smaller than this chapel. And it's old, and it has that devotional shrine to Our Lady. And... Then a priest came in who was actually the assistant priest at the shrine, and he burst out crying. And afterwards, at breakfast, I found out that his mother had passed away and he had just got the news. And so in his emotional uh, eruption inside of his heart, he went to our Blessed Mother to go with her before Christ crucified and pour out his troubles, his sadness, maybe also his gratitude. That was the whole interior world of this priest. To be able to go before God and pour out our troubles. And then when Hannah has her baby, she comes back, my heart exults in the Lord my Savior. After so many humiliations we talked about yesterday and that she endured, and now she is crowned with pregnancy and with a healthy child who would go on to be an extraordinary prophet, uh, a foundational prophet of uh, God's people, uh, anointing the first king, Saul, and then David. So here we also see in this prayer the structure of the Magnificat. So this prayer must have been so remembered by the families. Imagine mothers teaching this prayer to their children. And there was one mother, her name was Anna, and her daughter was Mary, the mother of Jesus. That's as tradition teaches us. And if she's called Anna, she must have had great resonance with this biblical figure. And then this prayer was surely inside her heart, and I'm sure it would be difficult if she didn't share it with her daughter, Mary. And Mary then reaches this moment of 
the angel um, bringing her the news and she goes to visit Elizabeth and Elizabeth praises her and she passes on the praise to God. My heart exalts in the Lord my Savior. So I encourage you to read that text and see how beautifully it matches the Magnificat. And then we have other troubled hearts who are very broken and maybe a little bit rebellious. What do you have? Go away, Jesus. I don't want you. There's so much upset inside. I know who you are, but I still don't want you. And this conflict in our lives with God. And Jesus released him from this suffering. Let's pray for people who really need such release from Jesus today. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.